Pokémon. could you could just be like oh we did but that we could totally lie to you yeah and people do that crazy yeah i don't think people do that as much anymore because it's totally like if you do that once you're fucked forever yeah yeah you're fucked forever but like you people have done that well i know on food network robert irvine he does like mission impossible and stuff uh-huh. he um huge huge food network star like huge like has a bunch of shows everyone loves him he's like one of the faces of food network and it came out that he lied about like all of his credentials. Like he never <sighs> went to, he never had like a culinary degree. He never went to culinary school. He didn't do like anything that he said that he did. So Food Network like canceled all of the shows and cut him out. But there was such a huge public like outcry and like outrage. Oh my god, leaving. they did they get him back? They got him back, Fuck and he is yeah. like, and now he has restaurants in New York and Las Vegas, Fuck yeah. Los Angeles. Fuck you. Fuck the system, he, y'all. He has, like, multiple. Fuck the man. Shows. Fuck they. So just get loved enough and you'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, well, let's just jump into uh, announcements. And oh, we, we have to do our, like, real saying, like, hello. Hello, everybody. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Anyways, How's Your Sex Life? <laughs> I yelled so loud. We, <laughs> hello! <laughs> My neighbors are like, ah! They all, like, jumped right now. <laughs> Sorry um, if you jumped in your car. We are your slutty, supernatural hosts. I'm Channa. And I'm Corey. Simone was here, actually, during the original intro. We just didn't know. Yeah. But she is currently not here. The one where we're like, hey, what's up? And then I'm like, let's get a drink. Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't here. She was here, but now she's not here. Yeah. So we took a shot and a half. Yes. Huzzah, huzzah. Huzzah. So we are, we're here, everybody. We're here, we're queer. We're spooky. We're ready for Friday the 13th. It's going to be a good one. I'm ready for our audio to fuck up because it's Friday the 13th. Yeah, exactly. So um, that leads me to our announcements. If you want to continue to get spooked. Yes. Go at us on Patreon. Go become a Patreon. Go to our fucking Instagram. And uh, if you can't become a Patreon, that's okay. It's okay. We're broke too. What you can do instead is just rate us on iTunes or or Apple Podcasts, whatever. Um, Because the more people that rate our podcast, the more likely our podcast will be seen by others. And like we want this podcast to grow, y'all. Like we love you guys. We love what we do. And it's so fucking satisfying when people listen to us because it makes it worth it. Because I love reading those reviews. Yeah, because sometimes it's it gets a little discouraging, like podcast life. And then when we read those reviews, we're like, okay, people do actually give a shit about us. Yeah. So if you give a shit about us at all or if we've ever made you laugh before or feel a, a human emotion, leave us a review. <laughs> Just a wave of alcohol was like, hey. <laughs> Hey, there's a cat. Cat. Simone. Which one? Simone. Simone. My favorite. Simone. No offense, S'mores. S'mores is like, fuck. I'm fine. We'll fight. I'll yeah. lose, but we'll fight. Yeah, S'mores is a total psychopath. S'mores will uh, just like put her claw in my eyeball and I'll just lose. So, Holy fuck. Is that, is that Simone? Yes. Simone? Baby. I haven't seen you climb something like that in a long time. Hi. She's like, where's a nook? Simone, Nook's over here. Nooky Nooks. She's like, where the fuck? Oh my She's God. like, don't mind me. Oh I'm my God. S- Where's a blanket to make her a Nook? She like is looking for one. Look at her face Shit. right now. She's like, where is a Nook, Must Corey? go quickly. 
This is, oh, there's s'mores. It's a whole party. Nooks. Nooky nooks. Okay, Simone, we made you a nook. Yes, step on nook. my laptop. Here you go, girl. Yes, yes. Yes, girl. Step on Corey's laptop. Do whatever laptop. you want. Do whatever you want. <laughs> and on <laughs> audio's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> my faggot fact now has four lines of ass. Simone. Literally, literally 80 like A's and then now 20 S's. <laughs> See, Simone added keyboard shortcuts for me <laughs> when she stepped. Like literally, if you look at my screen, you can see a page for keyboard sh shortcuts. Oh my God. She now just opened up window settings for me. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Simone. And then she spelled midway ass. <laughs> what if she just focused on cat? Oh, and s'mores is behind you. Just let you know, Corey. Okay, thanks, more. I can feel her. I won't. I won't kill her. Hey, Smores. How are you? So probably recheck the audio. <laughs> oh, true. Let's look. We're good. Talk. Hello. Okay, yeah, uh -huh. we're good. Let's keep going. I'll Crazy. keep that in. All right. So let's just jump into our avocado facts, our spooky scoops. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's go into my faggot facts. Yeah. I, I just realized something. Yeah. Avocado fat. Oh. <laughs> And another cat. Now we have another for. cat, guys. Wow, they're like really inquisitive today. I know. It's like it's like this isn't our forty third uh, fort we've made, right? They're <laughs> like, uh, hey, we've made like forty. We probably made fifty forts because we've had to re re record a couple episodes. We've had to re record at least four at least, or five. At least four or five episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this yeah. is probably at least our fiftieth. Yeah, agreed. It feels like we've been in forts a lot, a lot more than fifty forts. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, my point was avocado. Did we finish or oh go go? <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> my point was avocado is you know like when you scoop an ice cream into a cup and then you pour coffee over it. Yeah. And the mine called is spooky scoop. So like avocado and spooky scoops kind of make sense because scoops ice cream scoops. Oh avocado. yes, I see it, Chana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here just nodding. <laughs> Like, yeah. Maybe I am feeling that shot. I don't know. I am feeling this shot. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so hot. These pajamas are so hot. S'mores? Uh, whoa. S'mores, you need to stop that. I can't. My my computer can't take that again. <laughs> Your computer's good. like, my computer's currently searching for emojis, Jesus which Christ. I didn't know a computer could do. It's okay. So let's let's just jump into these. Let's these just things. jump into the fagados. Okay. So mine today, um, I might have been like a little serious for the last a little bit. We've been doing a lot of biopics, yeah. stuff like that. But nothing beats our homegirl, Frida Della whatever. Frida Belafonte. Belafonte. Oh my God, I want that name yeah, so bad. That's going to be like, I'm going to get that tattooed like as a tramp stamp. Like if I was a lesbian woman and I heard about her, I would immediately go legally change my name to Frida Belafonte. And then masturbate while you're doing it at the courthouse. Yes. Masturbate yes. with a cello up my ass. Yes. Yeah, like totally. So yeah, let's let's hear your facts. Yeah, fact. so mine are interesting porn facts. Okay, Ooh. so I got these from a few different websites, and I think the articles were like in 2015 and 16. So these are a teeny bit dated. Crazy, yeah, that's considered dated. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fuck us. I was 2020, and if you crazy, I'm scared. Because <laughs> now when we talk about the 20s, we're gonna be talking about the time that we're living, uh, not referring to. I'm so excited. S'mores. Ah! Ah! <laughs> You're so cute. Okay, so. Um, a, a uni the University of Montreal study found a University of Montreal study found that most guys are exposed to porn for the first time at age ten. Oh, that's young. So let's spark interest in this. When was the first time you were exposed to porn? Ooh, um, 
Oh my god, s'mores is attacking. Yeah, if y'all hear shit in the background, s'mores is like freaking the fuck out. She's attacking the hell out of my arm. <laughs> um, I think the first time, like I, actually I do remember that. The first oh, time. Oh no, our fort. I, I, I remember the first time I accidentally clicked on a porn. I'm just trying to think of what happened first. <gasps> <gasps> Holy she shit. She just attacked my head. That looked like a human just punched you in the face. <laughs> if I opened this and s'mores wasn't there, I would kill myself. <laughs> I am slitting my throat with the glass of my screen, oh my <laughs> or whatever the fuck plastic glass. That was I don't freaky. Know. I'm, tr- yeah, I'm trying to remember the time that I accidentally clicked on porn, or the time that I was exposed to it. I think it was the time. Okay, I remember this. Yeah, I'm gonna have to change names though. Okay, so change names. I was friends with this girl. We're gonna call her Tiffany. Tits. Um, <laughs> Tiffany. Tiffany. We, we were like BFFs. This was like either fifth or sixth grade yeah. maybe seventh grade at the absolute latest Mom. but i was pretty young um we could you imagine if simone hit like hit me in the face like s'mores did that'd be so wild holy shit yeah um so i was at tiffany's house doing a sleepover and this is when like families had family computers like you probably remember yes that. you have one in like the room yeah like the, like family the computer room, room yeah. or the especially because like we grew up mormon totally so it's like this goddamn devil's computer <laughs> is in the goddamn family room yeah exactly <laughs> so we were playing on the computer room when we were playing like those like dumb dress up doll games like on on the internet or whatever yeah. and um but, so we were really excited to go play that game and we walked into the computer room and we turned on the we we clicked on Internet Explorer and it opened up to like crazy, crazy. So like her dad was watching porn, like bestiality pra- porn, like the yeah. <laughs> and so like so porn- her dad was watching bestiality porn yes. the night before. Yeah, like her dad was wanking it to like horse fucks girl porn, and I was like in fifth or sixth grade, so I was like eleven. Like I would 10 never or 11, watch actually. porn for like five years well it did like it it that might be a reason why i'm afraid of like penis penises and porns but yeah. um but yeah like tiffany and i opened up and she was so like embarrassed and like this is our first exposure to porn ever and so she was like oh my god like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and, you know like you're trying to click out of it but like you can't i'm so sorry oh for <laughs> and, her and it's like your first time and then you know like internet explorer way She's back like, i'm then. sorry my dad is a pervert yeah and, <laughs> and like 2005 internet explorer like it's really shitty so it's like you can't find the x button and like you know like your mouse is like your cursor is like a dinosaur even, yeah and even though you click <laughs> Like X, it takes like five seconds to actually close. Yeah, and like it was like a girl like going fucking at it, like ah ah, and Jessica and I were like oh my, <gasps> Tiffany and I were like oh my god. <laughs> hey Jessica, <laughs> can we leave that in? Yeah, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> Tiffany and I were like oh my god, poor 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 poor. It was so like crazy and scary. So that was my first like big my first like whoa and then i had a similar moment where um i was using my grandpa's like work laptop and he told me to go to like verizon.com to go (laughs) i'm excited to see how you get from verizon (laughs) to com to like tits (laughs) i don't know because he told me to go to verizon.com to look up like the the tv guide to find like the channels for okay or something like that and i like was a dumb like this is actually the same year, so it was a rough porno year for me. Damn, Jim. So I was like dumb. You're like I'm goddamn old, ten, and I like <laughs> I didn't know how to spell Verizon, <laughs> so like God knows. You spell like cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> so like God knows how the fuck I spelled Verizon. 
but I spelled Verizon wrong. And I, and I clicked the goddamn enter, and it was just girls like, <laughs> like it was like slappy. And I was like, ah! And I was little, so I cried. I like, oh, I exited no. out of it. And I ran to my grandpa because he was doing like yard work. And I was like, Grandpa, Grandpa, I accidentally looked up really bad things in your computer. I'm so sorry. And he's like, what happened? And I was like, I don't know how to spell Verizon. And that's why Chenna <laughs> is by now. Yeah, and that's why I can't watch straight porn. <laughs> Those two experiences right there. <laughs> But yeah, those are my. I first love. I want to like be there, like the demon in the corner that's just like, don't spell Verizon, spell Scissor Sisters. Yeah, it's like it's like oh, like Vericom. <laughs> like I don't know how the fuck I spelled it that wrong. You're like Victorian right. vaginas. Maybe I spelled Verizon right, but I accidentally did C U M instead of like C O M. Mm, let's try it. Verizon come. Yeah. Ooh, let's all search Verizon come. Everybody, pull over. Search Verizon come. No, it doesn't work. Verizon come. It does not work. Verizon tap. They're like, no. Verizon wireless at coming GA. Hmm. No, I don't see. I don't see porn. Yeah. So. I... But 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 Google is more like adapted to if something is accidentally spelled like a come word. And. And you don't uh, like a negative word or not a negative. Oh my God. I'm the problem. Wow. <laughs> if you, like a, like a racy word yeah. and you don't put porn, it won't search it. Like, like Google has adapted and to back that then, to help like children not, you know, encounter shit. Google like wasn't even a thing. We had like ask Jeeves and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So like. And Windows Explorer is like, are you okay? You yeah. search porn? That, that cool. little like lip art guy would pop up <laughs> out of nowhere. He's like, he's like <laughs> masturbating on his like end clip. Like. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, you want like, to see how much I can bend this? Like clip art <laughs> like and, and like Microsoft Word arts like all over the screen. <laughs> and you don't know what's going on. Oh, my God. Okay. So that's, oh, my God. We're only through fact one. That's fact one. <laughs> oh, mine. Um, I can't remember exactly the earliest time I saw porn, but I remember the first time that I was like really in, like it, I thought about it is when I was big on MySpace. So I was uh. probably 14. So like 2005, 2003. So you might have even seen porn about the same time that I did. I was, uh, yeah, mine was around 2006. Yeah, okay, so mine was like 2004 or five. I don't remember accidentally ever seeing porn. Yeah. But I remember on <laughs> uh, on MySpace, like, seeing a weird picture of these, like, Asian guys in onesies, but, like, the the wrestling onesies where it, like, you know. Oh, yeah. It, like, comes around and it goes over your dick, but then it just, like, co- goes around your shoulders and it's, like, almost like a... It's like almost like a G-string, but for your body. Yeah. You know? And so I was like, that's interesting. It's like what Borat wears. Yes. Yeah. What (laughs) Borat wears. Yes. Yes. It's exactly that. And I was like, that's interesting. And so then I clicked on it and it took me to a gay guy's MySpace webpage. And then I just started searching gay guy. Like, then I searched, like, tried to find gay people. I don't know what the fuck that was. Yeah. Um. I started searching gay people on MySpace mm. and then f- finding other gay people through that gay person. And then like, because s- sometimes you could get away with posting porn sometimes. Yes. And, bef- and before you would get like, you know, you know, canceled or booted out or whatever of MySpace. So that's what that was. I was doing I was like, I was like 13 or 14. I have MySpace porno stories as well. But again, they go hand in hand with the trauma. Oh, my God. That's like Lemon Party, Two Girls, One Cup. <gasps> lemon Party. I love Lemon Party. Yeah, lemon those, Party's fun. Those were the days. Lemon Party's just fun. That's just like. Old men giving you a That's just like boys will be boys. <laughs> boys will be boys. But. Um, 
Okay. But Two Girls, One Cup is not. Two Girls, One Cup is a wild ride. That's demons. (laughs) Okay, next fact. Oh, my God. Um, Every day, this is a serious fact. Okay, so let's be serious, and then I'll get back to not serious stuff, but this is a serious fact. Um, Every day, there are about 116,000 searches for child pornography, (gasps) according according to the United Families website. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's like a job. Like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's all around the world. There are, you know, 6.5, 7.5 billion people. We can't even fathom that number. Yeah. Even though we say it. So, like, 116,000 really isn't a lot compared to that. But for what it is, that's a fucking lot. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Now we're good. We're back to, like, normal fun shit. Okay? Um, Yay. At any second of the day, there are as much as thir- 30 million unique visitors viewing porn. This means that there are about 30, 30 million unique visitors viewing porn right now. Hey. And now. And now. Ooh. Ooh. So like 90 million people just visit, you know, like over, you know, a billion million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Lots. A lot of people look at porn right now. Yeah, lot, lots of people are wanking. You yeah. might be right now. We're looking at porn. We almost just looked at porn right now. That's true. We are trying to. You could probably be looking at porn right now listening to us. Get it. Maybe we're deeper, your porn right now. Deeper, harder, faster. Yes, yes, yes. Girl gets cream pied yes. by <laughs> college professor. Touch, Touch the tip. <laughs> Touch it. Um, okay. The most the most searched porn related word in America Lesbian. is cream pie. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, according to a recent Pornhub analysis, that was a 2016 Pornhub analysis. Um, and then teen is also very popular, which disturbs me. Okay, so the next one is uh, male porn performers do not make that much. However, if you are performing in gay porn, uh, you make about three times more. Oh. Yeah, so that's why a good amount of straight men do gay porn. Do gay porn. Yeah, mm. I think it's about 50-50. Like, Whoa. If you watch gay porn, there's like 50, like 50% are straight, 50% aren't. That's crazy. Yeah, because they make like three times more. Um, also, someone from the University of Montreal uh, tried conducting a study um, that was based off of like uh, how often men masturbate or look at porn, mm. and that they could not continue the study or complete the study because they needed a control group. Uh, it was based off of men in their twenties, okay. And they needed a control group of men that wouldn't look at porn and wouldn't masturbate to porn, and they couldn't do it. They tried it like multiple times, but That's hilarious. they couldn't get a group of men in their twenties to be a control that wouldn't look at porn. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. Okay, so I'm going to sign up with just, like, one last quick uh, funny, like, ridiculous fact. Yeah. So in 2018, uh, Pornhub started a, like, awards that they did. Um, They had funny um, categories that were top lesbian performer, top fetish performer, top threesome performer, and Instagrammer of the year. Um, And guess who was the one who directed this? It was Kanye West. Yes, Yeezy. So he literally did it. He was the creative director of the 2018 inaugural awards for Pornhub. Good for him. Good job. Go Kanye. Yeah, so those are my fun porn facts. I love it. Again, again, this is a faggot fact, and I know I just focus on sex, and, you know, we don't, you know, we're we're all faggots, we know, okay? (laughs) You, You mentioned gay porn. So. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned gay porn, but no, the whole thing is like, yeah, like uh, just because it's a faggot fact doesn't mean, and like queer people doesn't mean that like sex is the first thing we should think of. But I also said like in the first few episodes where it's like 
Sometimes I'll just do fun gay or fun sex things. Yeah, our podcast name is Anyways Has Your Sex yeah. Life. Yeah, so, so like you're just going to sit back and listen to whatever the fuck we want to tell you. Okay? We're going to talk about sex. And today I'm going to talk about superstitions. Yes. Because it's Friday the goddamn 13th. Yes. Well, by the time you listen to this, it's Monday the 16th. But yes. for us, it's Friday the 13th. The 13th. Okay, so I'm going to talk about some superstitions. We've all heard a bunch of superstitions. Um, so I'm going to go through like the top five they're the top five for like me so like the ones i've heard the most throughout yeah. my life okay so i'm assuming that most of you have probably heard these too first one is it's really bad luck to walk under a ladder mm-hmm. so there are a few different reasons why walking under a ladder is believed to be bad so Ooh. different cultures different like time periods kind of believed in different reasons so ancient egyptians believed that a ladder perched against a wall created a sacred triangle and to walk beneath it disrupted the spiritual energies holy fuck yeah so i mean we're going way back the ancient egyptians um so christians believed in a couple different things um so the first thing that they believe in is that the ladder represents like the holy trinity because it creates like a triangle okay three aspects and so walking like under the ladder or like is breaking the holy trinity it's blasphemous Uh fuck you satan worshiper um the next one um ladders are bad because a ladder propped wait oh simone erase some of the sentence let me think of what it said oh no okay i i can now interpret what i or remember what i had to say um because i guess when you know they were like nailing jesus to the cross uh-huh. there was like obviously dudes that had to be like up there to nail him to the cross they would climb a ladder to like nail him and stuff oh. um so and so because of that because there was a, a ladder associated with the cross they associate ladders with jesus being like sacred to some point so yeah ladders so don't uh walk on our ladder according to christians yeah. so ancient asian societies um Prisoners were hanged from the top two steps of a ladder, and onlookers were forbidden to pass beneath them with fear of encountering the victim's ghost. Whoa. And the last one for ladders is in France. Um, convicts were forced to walk beneath the ladders facing, or when they were walking to, like, the... Um, guillotine. Guillotines, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so don't do that, because it's like you're walking to a guillotine. Dun-dun-dun. Um, next superstition is black cats crossing your path. Yes. So this superstition arises from old beliefs in witches and their animal familiars, um, which were often said to take the form of domestic animals like cats. Okay. So fun fact, the reason, and I actually read this for the first time today. So I was like, ooh, this is really fun. Because a lot of these, like, I guess I'm reading most of these for the first time today. But this was the one where it was most interesting to me out of all the facts. Uh-huh. So the reason why witches were associated with cats or are associated with cats is because the cat population grew like crazy between the 10th and 14th century. Okay. The cats were getting going everywhere. And the people who would be taking care of the cats Pussies were, everywhere. were single ladies and elderly women. And single Aww. ladies and elderly women equaled witches usually. Yeah, yeah. So anytime someone would see a cat, they would usually they would usually see a woman who they believe is a witch taking care of the and cat you have the cunning woman and shit like so that. so that is why um people started associating cats to witches because cats would just be with women and all women equaled witches oh wow women would take care of the straight yeah. cats i mean if you're a woman that's not like you know tied to a man then you're like obviously a detriment to society yeah you're obviously yeah. a witch or if you're an old lady or just like any woman who was like take care of a stray animal yeah witchcraft witchcraft so yeah it's just that's why because women took care of cats and so therefore 
they're witches. Damn. And therefore, cats equal familiars Are associated equal witches. with witches. Yeah. Cool. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. So I never really... I mean, there's there's so many different... I mean, I've always thought about it. Like, why with cats with witches? But I just assumed it's because familiars and stuff. But I didn't really understand. It's just literally because yeah, they're but, around women. But from, like, my studies of some of my things, the most... The biggest, like, familiars are usually dogs. Hell when dogs. they were brought up. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, okay, next one is spilled salt. So in the ancient world, salt was a preservative for yes. food, for mum- for mummification. Very important. All that really good stuff. Yeah. So it was like directly, and with mummification, it was directly connected to like immortality. So salt was like, oh, Ooh. sacred salt. Oh, it's very important. Salt is important. Uh, in the European Middle Ages, village dwellers would leave a line of salt outside their doors, believing that witches would be compelled to count every grain before entering. So, okay. uh, you know, the women who took care of the cats in the village would have to, could not enter your house okay. if there was salt. Um, and then in Leonardo da Vinci's famous painting, The Last Supper, which mm-hmm. every person has seen in this planet, Judas is knocking over a container of salt with his elbow. The scene depicts the moment when Jesus made the announcement that one of his disciples would betray him. And then you see Judas Judas knocking over salt. So therefore, Christians were like, holy shit, spilling salt oh. equals you're going to fuck over Jesus. Um, so yeah, then to undo the spilled salt bad luck, you throw it with your right hand over your left shoulder. Over your left shoulder? Okay. And then the next one is no umbrellas inside. So there's like lots of origin stories as to like how the fuck... The umbrella inside, like when you open an umbrella inside, mm-hmm. it equals bad luck. Um, so one of the Roman, one of the origin stories is that a Roman woman happened to open up an, an umbrella right when her house collapsed on top of her. <laughs> so everyone was like, "Oh fuck!" Oh fuck! Don't do that! Don't do that! Yeah. Um, the next one is, I guess, there was this British prince who accepted two umbrellas from a visiting king, opened them inside, and then like immediately died. So everyone's <sighs> like, "Oh shit! Don't do that!" Um, but probably how it was really started. Um, when rain umbrellas were invented, they were really huge and their spring system wasn't that good. So when you'd open it, it would pop open really fast. Okay. Um, so most, and like whenever it would pop open, pop open really fast and it was huge, it would break things like vases or paintings or like tear something or hit someone in the face. So because of that, everyone thought it was bad luck because you're opening an umbrella inside and That's things cute. broke around you. But it's literally because it was a monster like spring yeah. like, cloth hitting dangerous. you in the face. Yeah. Um, the final one... It's Friday the 13th yes. because it's Friday the 13th yes. today. Current mood, Friday the 13th. Yeah. So the fear of Friday the 13th is fairly new. It's, it dates back to the late 1800s. Um, Friday has long been considered an unlucky, an unlucky day because according to Christian tradition, Jesus died on a Friday. So mm. uh, And 13 has a long history of being like an unlucky number. So like yeah. Friday the 13th, bad. Um, according to the Stress Management Center and Phobia Institute in North Carolina, about 17 million people actually fear the Friday the 13th. What the um, fuck? People that have a real fear. I'm like, yes, let's Friday watch the horror 13th. movies. Fuck yeah, bitch. Their phobia is called, it has two different names. The first one is Frigatriskaidkaphobia. Yes. And the next one's Periskavitikatrophobia. There's also a recent one that I heard where it's like, ah! No. <laughs> That's the Jason like thing. I know, I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> um so yeah, so that is the fear of Friday thirteenth, umbrellas, yeah. salt, yeah. black cats, yeah. walking under ladders, boom. I like all of those things. Another superstition. Another superstition. Except for except for opening umbrellas inside. I don't yeah. like to do that. 
I never, I've never opened an umbrella inside. Cause I I'm think like, I may have accidentally done it while I'm trying to like fully close the umbrella. Yeah. But I've done that. I've walked under ladders. I've walked under ladders. I've broken a mirror. But yeah, I've broken. I did not talk about the the mirror breaking because I had it on my list. But there are so many origin stories, yeah. and the, like every single one was a rabbit hole. I was yeah. like, oh shit! I was like, this could be a um, an entire thing. For that me. could be a segment for you. <gasps> mirror realms. Yeah, maybe I should do mirror realms and involve that in mirror realms. <sighs> yeah, there's a lot, I'm and like you know, spooked. there's like a lot of. Um, yeah, there's just so much about mirrors that I was like, oh god! I was mirrors like, that, that could even be like a case. Mirrors file. are scary. Yeah, mirrors they are scary. They scare me. I do not like to look at them unless it's I'm like getting ready. Yeah. For the day, and like I'm still spooked. Because like it's possible that just your reflection is standing there looking at yeah. you. Yeah. Uh huh. Like demon. every time I like bend down to like wipe my face, I'm like, if I look up it and is, it's I'm doing just... anything <laughs> that I don't expect it to do, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking kill myself. <laughs> oh yeah. Like whenever I wash my face, every single night before, like I don't, since... I do not never think of it. Yeah, every single well, ever since all my demony stuff happened. Yeah, and if you know if you want what I'm talking about, go to Halloween bonus episode Chanda's yeah. story. Yeah, ever since then, like every single time, like I wash my face and like my eye, and you know, like your eyes are all wet. Yeah, your eyelashes like distort your vision because it's wet. I always just have this feeling that I'm gonna Ugh. open my eyes and like someone and like on my hand or my head's gonna be like slammed against the mirror. Or something. Uh, the shit! No, seriously, every time, every time, every time, every time, every time I'm in front of a mirror and I have to look away from the mirror and then look back towards the mirror. I'm like, I'm so fucked. Yeah, every goddamn. <laughs> I don't think time. I don't ever get scared of it. Well, let's jump into our segment. Speaking of spooky shit, um, let's go into mine. So. Mine today is on the Mansfield Reformatory, which is, I put AKA the Ohio State Reformatory, but it's mostly known as the Ohio State Reformatory. Okay. Okay. And then it was originally known as the Mansfield Reformatory. Okay. 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 So the history of the Ohio State Reformatory uh, sort of begins in like 1861. Um, It was basically just a field that was used as a, a training camp for Civil War soldiers. Um, then in 1867, Mansfield was promoted, like this area, was promoted as a candidate for the placement of a of like an, a penitentiary, okay? But okay. it was an intermediate penitentiary, which was sort of like a halfway house for people, okay? okay. We're getting into it right now, though, so don't oh. worry. Oh, dear Lord. So it was intended as a halfway point for the boys as a boy, or sorry, between the Boys Industrial School in Lan- uh, Lancaster and the State Penitentiary in Columbus, which was intended to house young first-time offenders, okay? Okay. So construction began in 1886 and remained under construction until 1910. Oh. That's a long time. That's, that's literally 24 years. That's a long, they can long be running out time. of funding. <laughs> yeah. So due to the funding problems, ah, or sorry. there we go. What? I said they probably had troubles with funding. And then oh, your yeah. next sentence, due to the, the yeah, funding Yeah, so issues. they had like tons of funding problems <laughs> and they had like a lot of construction delays because of the funding. Um, the original architect, uh, some guy named Levi Schofield, he basically uh, designed the place to look like a Gothic cathedral. Um, and that was to instill spiritual like rejuvenation in the boys that went there. That's scary. That's scary and, like, weird as fuck. I am here for it. Yeah. I just, like, now I, all I can see is just, like, young, like, 20-year-old men that are just, like, bad, just getting spanked with Bibles. That's Ooh. all I can see right now. Sounds like my sex life. Yeah. Literally. Oh God, literally, yeah. Just replace it with, like, fiction. <laughs> <laughs> More fiction. <laughs> Fan fiction. <laughs> Instead of fiction, it's just fiction. Okay, anyways, we're moving on. <laughs> if you got that, you got that. If you didn't. You're you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome for not getting that. You're, you're lucky. welcome. You're lucky. 
Um, on September 15th, 1896, the reformatory opened its doors to its first 150 offenders. These prisoners were brought by train from Columbus and then immediately put to work to work in the sewer system and also to build a 25-foot stone wall surrounding the complex. Wonderful. Great. Um, over the years, um, uh, the Mansfield Reformatory was basically was focused on doing this. They were like, hey, these people are first-time offenders. We're trying to reform these people. Prison is not to be a punishment and to keep you here and to gain a profit. Uh, Law that quickly changes in America because America's fucked up. Yeah, the prison system here is corrupt. Fucked up. Fucked oh, my up. God, y'all. Just Fucking go watch a documentary up. and feel sad. Yeah, okay? go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so... Um, this quickly changes as over the years, um, the population um, of like growing prisoners just like or of prisoners grew crazy and they had to send uh, criminals like actually hardened multi offender, you know, multiple time offender criminals to the pen or the reformatory. Um, it became overcrowded and cells that were designed to hold one person ended up holding three. Ooh. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, punishments were also administered during the uh, like during the early years and like the middle years, um, and it like sort of just they designed these antiquated like torture um, uh, things that they would do to their prisoners. Sometimes one was called the butterfly, um, which was a form of, le- of electric torture. Oh, Others God. were um, they had like sweat boxes, and the sweat boxes for were weirdly designed just for specifically non-white prisoners. <gasps> I don't know why. Like, I tried to look into that, but they literally would just put people who were not white only in the sweat boxes. Like, that was their specific torture. What the um, fuck? Then the biggest thing was the hole, which was a, a small, a solitary confinement cell where they just sat there and would be alone in solitary confinement. And then they would only be, like, have human contact to receive food every once in a while and then be tortured. That reminds me of the Al Capone combined episode that we did. Or the Alcatraz. Yeah, the Alcatraz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about Al Capone. Mm -hmm. During these years, along with what I just said, uh, basically inmates were tortured in other various ways and basic ways. Inmates were also, you know, involved in extreme violence from from the guards, from themselves. Um, they had disgusting food, little food, rat infestations and Ugh. diseases, you know, and, you know, mites and lice, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Just fuck that. So we can all, we all get it. It's just like a traditional, like disgusting, you know, story of an old, you know, an old prison. Oh yeah. It sucked. It sucked ass. Not a good time. Not a good time. In 1935, though, there was sort of like a turn for like a turn in like a positive way. This guy named Arthur Glattick, I believe is his name, was appointed the superintendent of the reformatory. And he immediately tried to sort of reinvent the uh, prison to become a reformatory again instead of just a 100 percent fuck you prison. Yeah. Um, He was uh, like reared by inmates and guards alike and the community to be like, oh, this guy is positive. He's actually trying to really help this place and turn it around and be positive. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. However, I mean, he still remains a good good guy or sorry, a good guy. Wow. Sutter remains a good guy. But Uh-oh. um, in November 5th of 1950, his wife, Helen, because, you know, if you're a warden, if you live there and you're a superintendent, you usually live in, in the place, yeah. in, the, in the prison or, or whatever. So Helen is looking for a box on top of a shelf. And when she reaches for it, she knocks a gun off of the shelf. Um, it hits the floor and then fires a bullet into her chest. <gasps> So huh. she manages to live for two to three days. Some some websites said two, some said three. So I'm not exactly sure. Oh my god! Um, but then died during uh, due to complications from pneumonia. 
That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. She literally was That's just like looking for something accident. on a shelf, knocked it over, and then it shot her in the goddamn chest. That's such a freak accident. That's so sad. Yeah. So. Fuck guns. <laughs> um, say right now. Glatke, um, like continued his service uh, from 1950 to 1959, where he died in his office from a heart attack. So these two people have already died here. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Um, the, rema- the reformatory remained in full operation until December 1990 when it was closed. Um, and there was a federal court order to close it because there was a class action lawsuit from uh, the prisoners that were currently there. Yes. And from past prisoners talking about the state of like overcrowding and treatment and shit like that. And the class action lawsuit basically made it went bankrupt and then like got federal attention and media attention. And then just the entire reformatory was shut down. Yes. Fuck you, reformatory. Yeah. Fuck you, reformatory. Okay. And just currently today, um, most of the grounds and the buildings are basically uh, have basically been demolished, except for like the main like uh, reformatory uh, thing. But like external buildings like that have been demolished. Um, there has been a Mansfield Reformatory Preservation Society that was formed in 1995. It turned has turned the prison into a museum, and they construct uh, they conduct uh, tours and like ghost tours and shit like that. And we'll get into that too a little bit later oh, when we cool. close at the end. Um, but they do like tours and shit like that. So now let's get into the fun shit and the reason why we're here. Yes. I, I've been heavy on the history lately, so I decided to just blow through that this time. Because it's you, you've, you've heard me go over like two different prisons, and they're almost all the same story yeah. a little bit. So that's shit just happens, the main. People die. People are tortured. Not yeah, a good people time. were shady to people. The end. Yeah, <laughs> people suck. Yeah, people suck dick. That's okay? like the moral of our entire podcast: is don't trust anybody. Don't trust anybody. Fuck off. Yeah, everyone. Fuck off. <laughs> everyone. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck right off. Yeah. So happening. So we have psychics that visit the the library have reported seeing spirits of young women uh, of a young woman, possibly Helen, who is that? Who is that? Uh, the girl accidentally got shot. They actually got shot. Herself. The wife of the warden, basically, or the superintendent. Sorry. Um, or they also think it's a, nur- is a nurse who has been killed by one of the prisoners <gasps> who was sucks. killed. That's like a real thing. One of the nurses was killed by one of the prisoners. How did she die? Um, I don't know exactly. There was like a lot of off little stories like this. And it was just like, oh, okay, like we get the gist. Like a prisoner killed a girl. But I don't know how. I, I didn't like see anything interesting. I love the gross details. I just saw three different like things were like, oh, prisoners have killed a nurse. And there's Oof. reports of a nurse being around the, the place. Oof. Yeah. Damn. But if I would have seen something cool, you know, I could make it up. Maybe she like was just walking and the guy was like, I'm sick. Can you like come help me? And then she got like close to the bars and he like pulled her up to the bars and then just like, you know, slammed shoved a sock. Oh yeah. Like shoved a sock in her mouth so she couldn't scream yeah. and then just slammed her head repeatedly against the bar. And then she slumped down, eyes open and slack jawed. There dead. we go. There you go. We should make a horror film. Yeah, I know. It would be really dark if we Oh my God, it would be so dark. Because we're so desensitized. Everyone would be like, like people in Hollywood would be like, are you okay? And they're like, so when our visitors have also reported seeing objects moving in the graveyard and Ew. equipment failure is very often uh, like, you know, reported while around the graveyard. Fuckity fuck that. Yeah, fuckity fuck fuck. There are multiple prisoners that especially after this nurse died, uh, prisoners would note feeling the uh, their uh, like their sheet or blankets would be tucked around them or push up around them like somebody was putting them to bed. And that, like, multiple prisoners while this was still operational in, like, the 80s and 90s would be, like, literally somebody touched me in at night. And they would be, like, what the fuck? Like, well, they're just sitting there. A demon's, like, yes. Yes. That's how he gets off. He's, like, tiptoe through the (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) He's tucking Um, in. Sometimes also people will be assisted by ghostly hands as they walk up the stairs. 
Um, and they mostly feel this as they feel like as they're walking up the stairs, they feel like they're ushered by guards by like somebody touching their back, the small of their back and just like pushing them. That's a sexual touch. That's a sexual. That's definitely a guard. Oh my God. What was it? There's like a meme that came out recently where it was like the clap thing. I may have even brought this up in an earlier episode, but it was like, you do not have to touch women oh. as you pass them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You Jesus don't. Christ. We know how to do things by ourselves. Apparently. Right. Yeah. Like, Oh my God. Fuck that. It's so, I like never thought of that, but like when you look at movies and shit like that, They're or always... even in just real life, when men pass women, they like feel like they need to touch them. Yeah. It's disgusting. I, like it's disgusting. Yeah. I have been touched by so many strangers. I like only do that when I'm like four shots in and then I'm like, I'm touching everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this one ghost named Frank who is a prison guard who was murdered by a an inmate in the 1940s. Um, he can be seen locking up cells at night um, and will sometimes acknowledge people who even notice him. And he'll just turn and he'll just like, you know, tip his hat to them or just like nod at them and I'd be, be like, like, cool. Fuck you. <laughs> like, bitch, run up. Get the fuck away. Yeah. Like, like, fuck you, bitch. I'm like, sick. Ghosts are real. I knew that. Yeah, I'm like, out. walk away, please. You're scaring me. <laughs> um, in the shower room, and oh. located in the East Block cell, there is a supernatural presence that is often noted um, as a him, an inmate who hung himself. <gasps> he frequently plays with the lights and then sometimes will even choke people that walk <gasps> by. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's scary. That's scary, yeah. Um, Could you one, imagine? You're just like walking and you And like the feel, lights flicker and then you feel like somebody start choking you. You feel like two hands over your neck. Oh, I'm like, uh, I have chills. My nipples yeah, are so hard right now. nipples are hard right now. I'm not spooked yet, so my nipples are not hard. <laughs> Nipple update. Nipple update, not hard yet. Nipple update. We should, you should come up with an audio, like create our own little sound bite. Nipple update. It's just like paper clips opening and shutting. So one desperate inmate also doused himself in kerosene and lit a match, burning himself to death. Some people to this day still smell something burning or they smell gas as well as as have seen a burning a burned body lying on the floor. Ew. Yeah. Um, then there's also a stairway that leads to the guard tower that is extremely da- dangerous to climb and people will even like like guides and shit will be like do not walk up there alone because you will get pushed <gasps> by like spirits. So you either get pushed off or you get pushed down or pushed up the stairs and then the people will even note that when they've been pushed they hear like laughter echoing around <gasps> them. That's disturbing. I don't like that one. I that one disturbs me. I want to do it. Just, I don't like that. But you could get really actually hurt. Yeah. But that's so interesting. So um, in the Mansfield Reformatory, the Ohio Reformatory, I like the Mansfield because it's more fun. Yeah. It sounds like a more spooky. Um, there are five like main parts that are more haunted than the rest. So you have the basic, big, you have the little happenings that we went over, but now let's go over the main hauntings. Okay. So the first one of these buildings or rooms is the administration wing. Okay. And that's where like the warden or the superintendent would live. And so people will have reports of seeing, uh, Gladick and his wife because Gladick also died in his office. Yeah. And then she, uh, I, she might've, I don't know if she died on campus, but I think she did. Okay. I'm going to assume she did. did. She was at least fucking shot in the goddamn chest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they will see uh, them walking around the place. They'll see like shadow versions of them. They'll also smell her rose perfume that she loved oh, uh, coming from her pink bathroom. And they'll also feel like rushes of cold air pass through them as they walk through this area. Um, they'll also hear a, a specific sound that is of a jammed camera shutter. <gasps> I don't know how you specify that sound. I don't know, but it sounds um, creepy. But it's a little creepy. 
Um, and people like immediately will like hear it in their room. And then when they like walk into it, it'll stop. And then when they leave it, it'll like resume. Ew. Yeah, ew. It's a little weird. Ew. I don't like that. Fuck that. Um, now the second room that we're gonna talk about is the chapel. Oh um, God. Many believe that this is the like main focus of where everything happens because before it was a chapel, this area or this room was used for the executions. <laughs> that they would do. Very poetic. That is very, uh, yeah, that's ironic. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, so people have said that they have uh, captured many orbs and basic bitch like photography here. Um, they've also recorded strange uh, sounds that coming from the chapel or people will hear it as they walk by or approach the chapel. And when they open up the doors, they'll stop. No. Um, people will also say that specifically the spirits are seen hanging around the door, like just like chilling out around the doors of the chapel. So uh, maybe they like to fuck with you. Like when you open them, they're there. Or when you shut them, they're there or shit, shit like that. that ooh, 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 I can't say that. Fuck. Why? I was going to be like, ooh, that reminds me of Man of Medan. Oh, yeah. You Fuck. can't say that. Corey, say that. edit. For Corey, that would edit. be pretty freaky, though, if you close the door, then boom, ghosts right there in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Uh. Um, also, people have seen dead bodies hanging from the ceiling of this room. Because, duh. Why not? Everyone. Classic. Who hasn't yeah. seen a dead Who hasn't seen a goddamn, you know, ghostly dead body hanging <laughs> from the ceiling? Not me. And I hope I can always say that. <laughs> Nervous laughter. <laughs> Nervous laughter ensues. <laughs> Um, okay, the next room is the uh, infirmary. So, um, obviously, like, a lot of people have died living in this place. They're not taken care of. They're malnourished. There's rats. There's infestations and shit like that. So, this place is just, like, I'm just noting it because there's just a lot of activity, but it's very basic bitch activity. Just okay. very, just, like, orbs, wailings, moanings. Um, there's a lot of EMF uh, going on around here um, and more orb photography photography going on and there's a lot of gusts of air that ew. people uh note classics but ew yeah classics but you and it just like a lot of it happens in that area because a lot of people died there um then let's get to the basement Ooh. Yes. so in the basement there's a spirit of a 14 year old boy who was beaten to death in real life um that has been spotted lingering among um like lingering among the like you know fucking creepy ass basement yeah, okay I so be there. he's either spotted running away in terror from something or he himself is seen down long hallways smiling at people sinisterly and they note that like he <gasps> will be looking at them like you know, no. just like trying to scare, like being like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. I just got chills. Yeah, and I, my body. nipples are hard now. Yeah, now. Nipple Nipple update. So, yeah, um, they like, and it's really interesting because people, like, they literally are like, in the accounts on these few websites, they were just like, the all of them were like, people have seen this kid running away from something and they're like, holy shit, this poor ghost kid. And then others are like, no, I saw that same exact kid, but he was standing down the hallway staring at me, smiling like he was going to kill me. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, Lord. And then the last place is the hole. Or no. so the hole, I think there were like 20 different cells that were like consisted of the hole because they were solitary confinement. Um, and there are people when they come into these cells or they go down the, the hallway that lines these cells, they have sudden nausea, fever, like chills, an uncomfortable feeling of being watched. Ew. I hate that. I hate that. That's like the worst. That's the worst. That's the worst. It's so ambiguous and like ominous. I hate it. Yeah. Fuck that's, it. that's probably the worst. Like um, I'd rather some bitch scream in my fucking face. Yeah. than just feel like something was watching yeah. me from beyond. Ugh. Like fuck that. 
Um, shadow people are also mostly frequented in yeah. this area, and then they hear echoes of the inmates going crazy. So they hear inmates just talking to themselves, echoing from these chambers. That's scary. And then get this. Visitors, mostly women, <gasps> report breathing down the back of their necks. <laughs> oh, God! Oh, fuck that. I fuck that. It. I hate it. That's creepy as fuck. I'm so That's I, I was like I was like reading that and I was like, fuck that. I'm disturbed. I am disturbed. <laughs> I'm like alone. I'm like, fuck me. My nipples just broke through my chest. <laughs> <laughs> you hear this like rip? Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> Um so that's that's pretty much all all here. There aren't any like specific scary ghosts except for that fourteen year old boy. Um, the legacy of this place is that this place, there's been a lot of films that have been filmed here. Most notably is the Shawshank Redemption, oh. which was filmed in 1994. This place closed in 1990. There were two other movies that were filmed here while this place was in operation. That's though. fucked up. That's a little yeah. mean. Um, <laughs> the most recent film that was filmed there was in 2018, which was called Escape Plan 3 Devil's Station. Yes. <laughs> With Sylvester Stallone. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I want to watch the, or Stallone. Sorry. I want to watch the hell out of that. I want to watch the <laughs> fuck out of that. That looks so good. Yeah, that so sounds cr- so great. Currently, this place does do tours. Um, and there's three types of tours that they do. The first one is a history of the place Boring. and a history of just penitentiaries and oh, like penet- prisons in America. Penetrate me. The second one is Hollywood tours because there has been like over five or six movies filmed here. Boring. And then the last one is ghost tours. Yes. Yes. And I think there's ghost tours that are like commercial ghost tours where it's like, here, come over here. Look at this scary shit. And then the other one where you can like actually go in and like pay to go do paranormal investigations. Yeah. Corey, I said this once. God damn. I could go do it at the Tula shit. We have to go do it at place. I think every, we should make a a promise. I'm so scared. Whenever we go travel together, wherever we are, we should look up like a haunted place. I'm so scared. I'm going to be so fucking possessed after this. (laughs) (laughs) I like go back to my hotel room and then you just like come to get ice. You're like, Hey, you want to go get ice? I'm just like floating on the top of my ceiling. And you're like, like, fuck "Fuck you, you, Chana. (laughs) You're like, you goddamn whore cunt. I'm like, ah, fuck. Corey's possessed. Power of Christ compels you. Yeah. Right. That's like your mom. Whatever. As you vomit fine. black liquor into yeah. my mouth. into your mouth. So I'm like, possessed. Okay. Um, and that's it. That's the fucking, you know, Mansfield Reformatory in Ohio. Fun. Yes. So now I'm going to bring the mood down. <laughs> yes. Classic me I'm ex- making everything Classic sad. Jenna making us sad making after us I spook us. Today I'm talking about a lot of abuse. Viewer discretion Ooh, advised. Okay. Um, so it's Is it like child abuse or relationship abuse she's 16 okay both so it's no no relationship abuse it's just not a good time oh okay just so not just a good you time. know it, it's a it's a it's a downer does anybody have a good time in our story <laughs> that's true no no so no. mine's in except my, for that girl that got that bag of chocolates yeah like the 16 oh, pound yeah, girl <laughs> <laughs> and then she disappeared eating that goddamn chocolate yeah you know she's like off in the fucking like I don't know, the Aegean Sea. She's like on <laughs> fucking Mykonos, like fucking eating a bag of chocolates. Yeah, that like bitch that. was the home. With Lindsay Lohan on Molly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was that was the most positive one I've ever done. That's literally, yeah. <laughs> so today I am talking about the murder of Sylvia Likens. So Sylvia Marie Likens was born on January 3rd, 1949 to Lester Likens and Betty Francis, which is, oh, oh my God, God, Betty. Mad Men again. Holy shit. Because Betty Francis. Because yeah. last week, one of my people was a character from Mad Men. Yeah, we had Betty and Don. Yeah, so now we have Betty Francis again. So oh another God. sign to watch Mad Men. Yeah. Um, both Betty and Lester were carnival workers. So that's spooky. Ooh. 
So Sylvia was the third of five children. Her younger sister, Jenny, suffered from polio and had to wear like a metal leg brace on her left leg. Um, Lester and Betty had an unstable marriage and very unstable careers because they were carnival workers. Um, So they would often go out of time for like months at a time to work. Sylvia and Jenny would often stay behind with either their older siblings or family mem- family members or neighbors or things like that whenever their parents traveled. Okay. Now, when Sylvia entered her teenage years, she would babysit or run errands for neighbors just to get some extra money for the family. Um, people described her as friendly and confident, and her friends nicknamed her Cookie. Um, Sylvia loved the Beatles because, like, obviously everyone did. Um, and she was really, <laughs> right. really protective of her little sister, Jenny. Um, she would do anything for Jenny. So a super cute story. Um, Jenny fucking loved ice skating. But um, as she was getting like sicker and sicker with polio, like she thought she'd never be able to ice skate oh, again. So Sylvia was like, fuck that. Like, I'm going to get my sister to fucking ice skate. So she like did a bunch of babysitting and a bunch of errands so she could afford like ice skating stuff. And she would take her sister to ice skating rinks and she would just re- like strap her sister's like weak leg to her own strong leg. And they would ice skate together uh, like in the ice skating. I've rink. never done something that kind. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> nor will i ever <laughs> so like so sylvia's like a good person holy shit we're fucktards yeah she, i have never done anything that kind either we're pieces of shit <laughs> so by june of 1965 sylvia and jenny lived with their parents in indiana their two older siblings were no longer living with them because they were like adults so it was just sylvia um jenny and their younger brother benny um, their parents got a job at a carnival like a few towns over, so they arranged for Benny to go stay with family, and their daughters were going to stay at a neighbor's house while they were gone. The oh, agreement God. was $20 a week from July to November. This okay. neighbor was Gertrude Benazuski. She sounds evil as fuck. Dun, dun, dun. So Gertrude Nadine Benazuski what, and I will say her last name differently every single time. She was born on September 19th, 1928 in Indiana to Molly Myrtle and Hugh. Molly Myrtle. Is that a bitch like from Molly Harry Potter? Myrtle. That's fun. Molly Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Moaning Myrtle and Hugh Marcus Van Fossen Sr. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? This uh, is made up. China made up this story. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, Betty Draper, Moni Myrtle, <laughs> Hugh Marcus Van Fossen Sr. Oh my god, the past two stories you made up. <laughs> I'm just like sitting here like dripping sweat. Oh my god. Trying to imagine true crime stories. And story. you're like, and then Peggy Jones. And then Peggy did <laughs> And this. Joan Foster. Yeah. And then Sterling Cooper was there. <laughs> um, or Roger Sterling. Okay, so Gertrude was the third of six children. Um, at 11 years old, she watched her father die in front of her eyes from in front of her eyes from a violent heart attack. She was only 11. No, oh, she's fucked up. Um, six years later, she dropped out of high school and she married 18-year-old John Stephen Benazuski. Um, together, they had four kids. Despite the regular beatings from John, Gertrude stayed with him for over 10 years. I'm so glad we have like movies and podcasts and video games to like take care of our time instead of like getting married and having babies yeah i know right <laughs> just listen to podcasts like you <laughs> right. the you the the baby itch you're baby yeah. hungry listen to podcasts like i'm glad i could watch like 12 hours of bad men instead of like trying to find a wife and have kids totally <laughs> totally so after like 10 years of her 
getting like the shit beaten out of her and stuff she divorced john um, and then she married a guy named edward guthrie um they divorced three months later then she remarried john together they had two more kids and then they divorced again in 1963 after a shit. few weeks after her third divorce she began dating 22 year old dude his name was dennis wright right yeah dennis would beat the shit out of her like Damn. violent violent abuse um together they had one kid uh, but after the birth of their son um dennis just dipped he's like fuck you slut ho bag i'm out fuck so by 1965 gertrude benazuski who's 37 years old she lived alone with her seven children paula who was 17 stephanie 15 john who's 12 marie who was 11 shirley who's 10 james who was eight and Dennis Lee Wright Jr., who was one. Cute. Um, Gertrude was severely depressed and stressed from her failed marriages and relationships and her financial situation. Um, she pretty much made all of her money just from child support checks from her first husband. Oh. Um, and then, so when Lester and Betty approached her with a $20 a week just to watch the kids, like she immediately agreed. Yeah. So July arrived and Sylvia and Jenny moved in. Dun, dun, dun. Shit. So July. So everything was totally fine for the first two weeks. Nothing out of the ordinary. Um, Sylvia, Sylvia and Jenny helped around the house. They had fun with all the kids. It was a grand old time. But then everything changed when the $20 didn't arrive. Um, so, And I have in quotes from Gertrude. I took care of you two bitches for two weeks for nothing. Gertrude screamed at Sylvia and Jenny. She then grabbed Sylvia and dragged her into a bedroom, slammed the door in front of Jenny, grabbed a paddle, and then beat the shit out of Sylvia while Jenny was standing on the outside of the door hearing her sister scream. Oh, my God. The money arrived the next day, so it was on its way, just the mailman. It was just like a one-day delay, but the, the abuse had already begun, yeah. and it wasn't going to stop. So now we're in August. So both girls were being abused, but Sylvia's beatings were much more severe and more consistent than Jenny's. Mm -hmm. um, by mid-August, Gertrude only abused Sylvia. Like, Sylvia was just the target. Holy fuck. Uh, my guess is because Sylvia would literally do anything for Jenny, like, she probably probably sacrificed herself. So her sister oh, okay. did, and her sister like, Jenny no, did have me. polio. So yeah. it's like maybe they also didn't want to beat Jenny because she literally had fucking polio. That's so sad. Um, so abuse ranged from being forced um, to eat just garbage or spoiled food while she watched everyone else eat normal food to severe beatings to the paddle or belt. Things took a turn for the worst um, for Sylvia when Gertrude found out that her oldest daughter, Paula, who was 17, was three months pregnant. Um, this was somehow Sylvia's fault that her daughter was three months pregnant. Yeah. Um, and so then Gertrude and Paula would call Sylvia like a whore and beat her. And then Gertrude encouraged that all of her children should participate in the beatings of Sylvia because Sylvia was a dirty whore and responsible for Paula's pregnancy. When and where is this? Again? This is 1965 in Indiana. Jesus so Christ. Paula punched Sylvia so hard that she broke her wrist. She punched Sylvia right in the mouth, like right on the teeth. She then used her cast as a weapon against Sylvia and blamed Sylvia for her broken wrist. Um, now, side note here, Paula and Sylvia were really good friends in high school before this started. Um, okay, moving on. All the other children. I feel like a lot of our stories have started out with these two girls were really good friends in high school. That's true. So all the other children would take turns kicking Sylvia's vagina and stomach and beating her. Um, 
they got a neighborhood boy, Randy Gordon Lepper, involved. <gasps> oh, Randy, my God. I've heard this before. Randy forced Sylvia to eat a hot dog that was covered in, like, dirt and spices and moldy condiments, etc. After she then threw it up, he then forced her to eat all of her throw up. Um, at this point, school started and rumors. Were Trigger sp- warning. And rumors were this whole episode. <laughs> Trigger me, goddamn warning. This whole, this whole episode is a trigger warning. So at this point, um, school started and rumors were spreading about Paula's pregnancy. Uh, people were speculating that Paula and her younger sister, Stephanie, who was 15, were prostitutes because their family was so poor. So the mom was whoring them out. Um, when Gertrude heard about the rumors, she somehow bl- blamed Sylvia. So Gertrude, Paula, and Stephanie decided to spread rumors that Sylvia was a prostitute to just try to make the other rumor go away. Yeah. Um, Stephanie told her boyfriend, 15-year-old Coy Hubbard, that Sylvia started a rumor, so he decided to attack Sylvia and beat her. On several occasions, he would go over to like Gertrude or Stephanie's house um, with friends, and they would use Sylvia as a dummy to practice judo on. Are you kidding? They would also burn her cigarettes. She had over 100 cigarette burns on her body, and they would kick her vagina while yelling whore and prostitute. Um, so Lester and Betty, Sylvia and Jenny's parents, did visit in August, but Sylvia and Jenny were so afraid of the abuse and that their abuse is going to get more extreme that they they couldn't tell their parents. Wait, why are they so not involved? Because the parents are carnival workers. They're out. They gave the Gertrude twenty dollars a week to watch the kids while they're. Oh my god! But she's money. like sixteen. Have her go work at the fucking carnival. Uh, well, she's in high school and stuff. They didn't want it to like interrupt school. <laughs> Um, oh I mean, God, dear 19- God, I hope this does not, that doesn't this, happen. This is 1965. This true, isn't true, like true. the 1800s and anyone could just drop out of school. Like this true. is now the 60s. People stayed in school. Um, so almost immediately after Lester and Betty left, Gertrude turned to face Sylvia and said, what are you going to do now, Sylvia, now that they're gone? Um, Jenny and Sylvia did run into their older sister at the park like after this and they tried to tell her about the abuse but the older sister just thought the girls were exaggerating because the parents just saw them and they were fine and the the sister just thought well maybe you guys just don't like getting like yelled at to stranger you just you're just acting out because you don't want to oh stay God. with a stranger um, so continuing to the school year this is now like around September. Um, Sylvia was now getting regular beatings from Gertrude, Gertrude's children, neighborhood friends, and random dudes from school. Um, new move, new neighbors moved in next door, and they saw and heard the abuse. Gertrude even bragged to them about what was happening, and they did nothing. What the fuck? Not one thing, because it wasn't their business. Fuck these people. Um, abuse was getting more extreme. So Sylvia would be repeatedly pushed down the stairs. She'd be starved burned, beaten, choked, forced to eat feces, forced to eat throw up, forced to drink urine. She would be thrown into a bathtub of scalding water and then they would get salt and rub it into her burns and then she was also sexually abused. So on at least two occasions, Sylvia was forced to strip down naked in the living room in front of Gertrude, her seven children, multiple classmates, and neighborhood boys. Um, They would all stand around her in a circle as she was forced to masturbate with an empty Coca-Cola bottle. Um, Now, when Sylvia would pass out from the abuse, they would dump ice water on her to wake her up so they could continue the abuse. It was like a never-ending cycle. I'm not having fun. Um, Gertrude then forced Sylvia to drop out of school because Sylvia stole a a gym uniform after Gertrude refused to pay for one. So now Sylvia was trapped 24-7 with Gertrude in the house. Um, Gertrude would beat her 
all day and scream at her about the evils of premarital sex and call her a whore and things like that. Um, Stephanie, the one of the daughters who I've mentioned a couple times, she actually started to defend Sylvia and did take her side at one point. She pretty much told her mom that she felt like her mom was blaming Paula's pregnancy and like their overall shitty life on Sylvia and Sylvia really didn't do anything. But Gertrude just thought no Sylvia is trying to manipulate my daughter, Stephanie. Sylvia needs to pay. So then she burned all of Sylvia's fingertips and then whipped her. Um, so now this is October. Why? So around October 1st, Sylvia and Jenny's older sister, Diana, I mentioned her a little bit earlier. Um, she tried to visit them, but Gertrude told Diana in quotes that she received permission from their parents not to allow either girl to see her. Um, then she ordered Diana off the property because she said Diana wasn't allowed to see them. Okay. Um, approximately two weeks later, um, Diana encountered Jenny just by chance. Like there's like cross paths and while they're walking around town um, and she asked them how they're doing. And she s- responded in quotes, I can't tell you or I'll get into trouble again. Like nothing was done from that. Now due to the increase um, in the frequency and brutality of the torture and mistreatment she was enduring, um, Sylvia became incontinent. Yeah. So she was denied any access to the bathroom, being forced to con- to constantly wet herself. Mm-hmm. As a form of punishment for her incontinence, she was tied up naked on a mattress in the basement, and she was rarely ever fed or given water to prevent her from going to the bathroom on herself. Um, the reason why she became incontinent is because of the repeated beatings towards her pelvic region. Yeah. Because they would just repeatedly... S- stomp on or just kick her stomach or her vagina um gertrude then started charging all the neighborhood kids who were coming to beat her um five cents a visit to see the display of sylvia's body in the basement with the five cents they were handed a cloth gag to muffle her screams and weapons so they could go and beat her Gertrude eventually allowed sylvia to sleep upstairs on the condition she didn't pee herself the following morning Sylvia did pee herself because she's incontinent. Um, So when Gertrude saw that, she forced Sylvia to, again, masturbate with that empty Coca-Cola bottle in front of her kids, the the neighborhood kids, the classmates, all all those people. Um, Gertrude invited Richard Hobbs, who was 14 years old, who's one of the neighborhood boys who would regularly beat Sylvia. She invited him over on October 23rd for some help. So she explained to him the plan. He agreed. They brought Sylvia upstairs. Gertrude yelled. In quotes, you have branded my daughters. Now I'm going to brand you. And then she tied her on the kitchen table and she started to carve. I'm a prostitute and proud of it onto onto Sylvia's stomach with a heated needle. She got halfway through before handing it over to Richard. So then Richard took over and he finished writing. I'm a prostitute and proud of it on her stomach. And then he and 10-year-old Shirley, uh, who is Gertrude's daughter, one of her daughters, took Sylvia threw her down the stairs, tied her up on the basement, and then they got a bolt, put the bolt in fire to use it as like a branding tool, and was trying to brand the letter S under Sylvia's left boob. Since they're children, they're 14 and 10 years old, they messed up, so they ended up branding the number three under her left boob. Oh, my God. Gertrude um, later taunted Sylvia by claiming that she would never be able to marry due to the words carved on her stomach, saying in quotes, Sylvia, what are you going to do now? You can't get married now. What are you going to do? Sobbing in response, Sylvia replied, there's nothing I can do. Damn. Um, She was then forced to show all of the children and neighborhood kids her tattoo and talk about how she's a prostitute and a dirty whore. 
Um, that night, Sylvia confided to her sister, saying, in quotes, um, Jenny, I know you don't want me to die, but I'm going to die. I can tell it. Um, the next day, Gertrude forced Sylvia to write a note to her parents saying that she ran away. Gertrude's plan was to take Sylvia into the woods and just leave her to die. So this brings us to October 25th, 1965. So this day, um, Sylvia overheard Gertrude talking to some of the neighborhood kids about the plan with the note saying we're just going to drive her off to the woods, leave her body to die. Um, so she tried to escape. But because of the extent of her injuries and because she could barely move, she only made it a few steps out the front door before they grabbed her, <gasps> threw her back in, grabbed a curtain rod, and then beat her with the curtain rod until she passed out, and then they threw her unconscious body down the stairs. Jesus. And then tied her up against and like in the mattress or on top of the mattress. When she gained consciousness, she was screaming for help because she knew this was like really one she's of her last die. times. Yeah, she's she was going to die. Um, a neighbor later told police that they heard the screams for help. They heard her. They saw her. But then all the screams suddenly stopped at three o'clock in the morning. Um, she decided not to call police because it wasn't her problem. God damn it. Um, so the those morning people were those people arrested. No, they should have been though. Cause they're equally as guilty to me. Um, the morning cause they could have prevented yeah. a death. Yeah. Um, the morning of October 26th, Sylvia, uh, Sylvia was unable to speak or move. After she was beaten some more, she became co- she became completely delirious. Um, Paula asked her to recite the elf alphabet. She couldn't even do that anymore. She couldn't say numbers. She couldn't recognize people. She was so far gone that she couldn't do anything. She then uh, proceeded to poop and pee on herself and then passed out in the puddle of her own urine and feces yeah. and they just left her there. That children, or sorry, that afternoon, all of Gertrude's children, Coy Hubbard, you know, Stephanie's boyfriend and his friends, Richard, like all of the neighborhood kids, they all came over to watch Sylvia in the delirious state because it was funny. Um, in an attempt what? to wash Sylvia because she was covered in her own feces and urine, um, John Pen- Penizuski Jr., one of the kids, um, sprayed her with a garden hose that he brought down in the basement. Um, Sylvia desperately attempted to escape one last time, but she collapsed before she could even reach the stairs. In a response to watching her run, Gertrude ran over to Sylvia and then stamped upon her head and jumped up and down on her head for several moments until s- she stopped moving. Sylvia did not survive this final beating. Um, when Gertrude realized that Sylvia was dead, um, she told Richard Hobbs, one of the neighborhood boys, to call the police from a nearby payphone. When the police arrived at her address at approximately 6.30 p.m., this is October 6th, um, Gertrude led the officers to Sylvia's emaciated, extensively bludgeoned and mutilated body. Um, she told officers that Sylvia ran away from her home to be with some teenage boys and that she returned that day beaten and naked holding this note <gasps> she then handed the officers the note the the note that she forced sylvia to write saying i was running away to be with boys and all this um, meanwhile paula was upstairs talking to all of the kids um, telling them that sylvia's death was necessary and meant to happen while, while reading qu- quotes from like a bible or something she then asked jenny to be on their side um, and if she goes along with all like their whole narrative that they would treat her like a sister forever and like, oh my she'll god have a family so Jenny played along. She was like, yo, okay. But as soon as she was able to talk to an officer alone, she said, and Thank I have God. in quotes, you get me out of here and I'll tell you everything. Thank God. So police took Jenny um, away from the house and she told them 
everything. Um, the police then arrested Gertrude, Paula, Stephanie, John, Coy Hubbard, and Richard Hobbs. Gertrude initially tried to tell police that she didn't abuse Sylvia, that all the kids are the ones who abused her. Um, after the police were like, you're a fucking lying bitch. Fuck that bitch. Um, she became really defensive, but still, like, she never admitted to doing anything. She, 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 she literally turned on all of her own children, saying they're the ones who did it. Now, after interrogating Paula, Stephanie, John, Coy, and Richard, five more neighborhood kids were arrested. These, these kids' names, Michael Monroe, Randy Lepper, Darlene McGuire, Judy Duke, and Anna Sisko. Fuck them. So um, now I'm going to go over the autopsy really quick. So if you want to skip the autopsy, uh, just skip ahead 15 I wanna seconds. I want to skip the autopsy. Um, but it's not like nearly as brutal as what I've been through. But okay. normally when I read autopsy reports, I, I still want to skip no. the autopsy. <laughs> um, so... The autopsy of Sylvia's body revealed that she had suffered uh, about 150 separate wounds across her entire body, um, in addition to being extremely emaciated at the time of her death. Um, her vaginal cavity was swollen shut. Um, her hymen was still intact, though, so she was a virgin, yeah. I guess, which the hymen's not a great way for virginity. Anyways, uh, but yeah, her she was so abused because they would continuously kick her and shove bottles up her vagina and I'm sure some of the boys sexually assaulted her, that her vaginal cavity was completely swollen shut from the abuse. Um, All of, Corey, you're going to hate this part. All of her fingernails were (sighs) broken backwards. I hate Um, that. I knew you were going to hate that part. I hate finger stuff. Um, The skin covering her face, breast, neck, and right knee were all peeled backwards. Um, Her lips, tongues, and cheeks had deep bite marks from herself biting because she was in so much pain getting beaten. And, like, you know, she'd, like, bite the inside of her cheeks or her tongue. Yeah. So it's severe, deep wounds. Um, and the official cause of death was a brain hemorrhage, um, shock, and malnutrition. So now we're going into the trial. So I'm not going to go through the entire trial because trials are usually pretty boring. And mm-hmm. my segment's kind of long today. Um, but what you should pretty much get from it is Gertrude turn on her children. but the children And the children were total psychopaths. Because whenever they would ask the kids, like, why'd you do it? And they're like... I don't know. Gertrude told us to do it. And like, well, didn't you know it was wrong? They're like, I don't know. And I like, and I listened to a bunch of uh, interview clips of these kids, like after the fact, and there's, they still are so non, they're like monsters. It's evil. Like you listen to it and you're like, these kids are evil. Like they're Uh, children. You know, they're like 10 to 17 years old doing this. Yeah. So on May 19th, 1966, Gertrude Benazuski was convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison. Thank God. She only spent 20 years behind bars. She was released on parole in 1985, no. but she died five years later. How do you release somebody who does that? Well, I don't know. I'll tell you because the rest of these people all get released as well. Are you fucking so, kidding Paula me? Paula Benazuski was convicted of second-degree murder and was also sentenced to life. She only served seven years before getting released. She changed her name to Paula Pace moved to Idaho and like 20 years later it was discovered that she was working at a, at a elementary school like an elementary middle school and then when it was realized who Paula Pace really was that she was Paula Benazuski she obviously got fired but she was like around kids and stuff let go God. good job parole officer next one Stephanie um, so she struck a deal with detectives for her freedom in exchange of testimony and all that stuff just the classic yeah, I'd be like, yeah, you deal. can send this paper right here, and then I'll just burn the paper. And then they're like, whoops. Um, then Richard Hobbs, Coy Hubbard, and John Prasinski Jr., and they were all convicted of manslaughter and given 2 to 21 years 
uh, prison sentences based on the fact that they were like legally minors because you know they're like 10 to 14 these boys um, yeah, they you all, should be in a mental institution for the rest they of They all only served two years. That's it. And then they went on their happy days, lived the rest of their life like nothing was wrong. What John, the fuck? John uh, Banaszewski Jr. died in 2005. Coy Hubbard died in 2007. And Richard Hobbs died a few years after he died. Anybody that I ever meet with those last names, I'm going to be like, who the fuck is your fucking uncle? Yeah, right. Um, now, the charges against the five other neighborhood boys and classmates that I mentioned um, earlier, they were dropped, those charges. Um, so the aftermath so jenny continued to live her life and remembered her sister every single day um she repeatedly told people not to blame her parents because like how could their parents know that gertrude was a monster because like jen sylvia was friends with paula gertrude seemed like a great nice woman no comment the people that should be blamed are the uh, neighbors that saw and heard the abuse and sat there and did nothing and uh or all the neighborhood boys and girls and who are involved. Fuck I those don't, people. I don't get... This is so weird. I feel like 20 seconds ago, you were like, hey, there's this girl who's like the nicest person in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then somehow like everyone just like... Beat the hell out of her. Beat the hell out of her for no reason. Yeah. Because they're monsters. Because they're monsters. Like for no reason. For no reason. Because they're monsters. Because they're, they're, they're this all... This is sick. They're like the Brock Turners. They're like the monsters. Yeah, know? this is sick. Um, Jenny helped create a memorial for Sylvia at their favorite park in 2001. Cute. It's like a six-foot marble statue of like Sylvia, and on it has like a quote about how she was so kind and things like that. Oh, my God. Um, in 2004, Jenny passed away from a heart attack. So she, she was able to live a long time past <sighs> the death of her sister, Sylvia. Um, yeah, Sylvia Likens, she was kind, she was brave, she was strong, she was like a beautiful young woman that had this huge, huge future in front of her, and it got taken away by the hands of a monster, the monster's because children. Because some bitch had a horrible life and wanted to release her anger. Yeah. So, fuck. Fuck, fuck Gertrude. Her. Fuck her kids and fuck the neighborhood fuck her kids. kids. Fuck the neighbor like, kids, fuck the neighbors. Like, like, the kids are almost scary to me than Gertrude, because Ger- Gertrude's scary and psycho, but the kids... Like, they're 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 psychopaths. Like she turned into like a sideshow. Yeah, like it was for their pleasure. Like they like got ironic. They laughed but... about it. Like they like those boys are like the future Ted Bundys. You know, and like, and like you like those those kids. I'm sure mentioned it in school to their parents. It, like not even maybe not even to their parents, just maybe to each other, to their siblings. Like some adults had to have heard this. Yeah. I mean, because there's so many people involved. And, like, like Coy Hubbard, Stephanie's boyfriend, you know, he would just bring friends from school over to practice judo on Sylvia. So it's, like, you know, tens of people knew about it. Like, it's not, like, only five people knew. It's, like, 30 or 40 yeah, it's people like 30 knew or 40 about it people knew about and this. saw her and beat her, and they did nothing. They thought it was a game. That's, that's the sickest part. This is the most sick one next to the toy box because yeah. it's, like, you have officials – putting a girl in stirrups and then making a dog fuck her yeah like it's just so <laughs> sorry you haven't listened to that one <laughs> sorry spoilers yeah <laughs> and trigger warning <laughs> but it's just like it's it just makes it so much more sick when there's like a community around it yeah because that's the whole thing it was like a, it was a whole community and you know they would all stand in circles and watch her force her to masturbate with a coca-cola bottle like it was like a community event. yeah i don't know that just makes it so like it's sick like when you when we say all the other stuff it like is disgusting and it bothers me but i can get through it but like these two things it's just like when there's a community involved i like feel icky right now yeah i feel icky like i can't do it so that is the murder of sylvia likens it fucking fuck them you monsters fuck all those people i hope 
I hope hell's real just so they can go to it. Yeah. Like. And I'll be there and I'll be like, give me a fucking pitchfork, bitch, because I'm a faggot. <laughs> cause I'm a, and I'm there because I'm like, I'm a woman who denied the Lord. <laughs> I'm like, give me a fucking Coca-Cola bottle. Yeah, I, I just look icky right now. Isn't that sad? It's a sad That's one. That's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous how nothing happened. How so many people could have stopped like, it. Like, nobody, nobody did anything. She didn't do anything, but, like... She was treated like not a human. It, it was such a preventable death by so many people. That's what makes it so crazy. Because it's like you have a serial killer. The serial killer enters the house, kills the person. Okay, How that you happens. like 12? Sorry, I didn't go. Sorry, I'm just so astounded. My it, bad. Yeah, it's just because the whole community aspect. And like I think what you're about to say is like, okay, everyone for one second. Imagine when you were 14 years old. I wasn't capable of doing what these kids do. I, my mind couldn't even comprehend what these people would immediately run to an adult yeah like i like i am and like you know as young as like 10 years old was doing this so it's like how how could and like the 14 year old richard you know carved into her stomach like john would beat her could like koi would practice judo on her and burn her with all of his friends and like i just don't understand how they were capable of doing it they're monsters they're monsters like that's ridiculous yeah they're worse to me than gertrude because they're children and they're capable of doing it it's yeah. like children of the corn shit. they should have all just been killed yeah <laughs> like, well that's that. like one of the like a very common theme with comments you read on this case is they're like this is why the death penalty should exist because yeah. people like this like walk just around. pure evil yeah just like fuck those people <laughs> yeah because they're just pure that's the whole thing there's pure yeah pure evil go away yeah like <laughs> we need you to leave now forever yeah go away because you know at least 15 people at least beat her fuck that so yeah sylvia likens everybody it's a sad one i warned you at the beginning it was a graphic one <laughs> she's great <laughs> Gra- yeah because it's graphic because you know i i've said more graphic things before about like you know for example the australian girl that killed her husband and like skinned his body and like his I just, for some reason that's not graphic but it's because it's because it's the community aspect of this and yeah. it's like and she just did or, or this one's just so like that bitch was crazy that australian girl was crazy as fuck yeah but this one but this is like, just like everyone was like evil every, yeah it's evil and that's the difference is like the other one she's just cuckoo and it's, it's nuts but yeah. this one it's it's evil it's true it's true crime it's evil yeah it's evil yeah yeah fuck yeah it's like scarier and darker than almost every supernatural thing because it's like real yeah evil like, like fuck evil Valak. like that exists Valak, and that's what's Valak so holds nothing yeah like valak is pussy ass shit compared to this because this <laughs> yeah. this is like we like use your like even like <laughs> satan would be like oh shit because oh, this is just like yeah. human being human beings are capable of doing this this yeah. is my second story like this that i've covered and there's so many that i could cover like this happens. Like you probably and pass the, these people on the street. The girl in the the something house in New Orleans. What? Remember, there's the there's the girl in New Orleans where like the coven is based off of from oh. American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like her, like that that story is very popular oh, yeah. because she does some like the most fucked up shit to yeah. the slaves that she owns. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Evil. Like, yeah. It's just it's just pure evil yeah yeah it's scary it's dark so anyways it's your sex i totally forgot this story existed thank you 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know all the details, but I remember I remembered I was like, oh, yeah, there was a girl like, n- you know, like post 50s that was beat up. And I remembered that like, you know, neighborhood kids would come by and also beat her and like rape her and sexually assault her. Yeah. And like nobody gave a fuck. That's yeah. all I remembered. Yeah. Jesus. It's, and, you know, then at the end, like the kids were paying to go do it. It was like a show. God. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It, this is one of the most fucked up things I've ever covered. Yeah. Definitely. Goddamn. So, so hopefully we'll never talk about it again. <laughs> Sorry, I just ruined everyone's day. Everyone's feeling like okay. icky right now. It's okay. We're so good. yeah, anyways, how's your sex life course? <laughs> yeah, um, so we just saw it. We did, like tonight, like two hours yes. ago. Yes, so that was really fun. That was fun. It wasn't really fun, but it, it was fun. It's not a good movie. It's not it's that a great. Good time. It's really not that great of a movie at all. <laughs> it's just, it, it's <gasps> it's more of a comedy. Like you will laugh out loud. Yeah. Because there was only maybe one moment where I was like, ugh. Like, yeah. oh, but like, like I was spooky. like laugh out loud laughing almost once every scene. Yeah. A couple of times it was pretty funny Yeah, to me. I thought it was a little jarring. I didn't laugh as much because I felt like they were trying to be funny while also trying to be scary while also trying to be dramatic and sad. And it was just like, and trying to like make, you know, you know, social commentary and shit like yeah. that. I didn't really all work for me. I was just laughing at just how cringy some of the lines were. Like oh, the writing oh my was God. so rough. Yeah. It was so funny to hear you and Chris laugh every once in a it while. It was just so it dramatic. Funny. It funny as hell. Like, it was just the most, like, cliche. <laughs> what was it? I had a beautiful dream last night. I had night. a beautiful dream last like, night. Like, it was just the most, like, cringy, cliche it was cr- it was lines. Like, that was, to me, the funniest. Because I was just like, oh, my God. I like, had a beautiful dream. Because you just have to, ima- like, think of how many people had to approve that fucking line. And she had to say it, <laughs> and everyone was like, yes. And she had to do, like, 15 takes minimum. If I was her, I'd have been like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> they're, gr- they're well-known I'm great like, well, actors. I'm like, like, do we even have to say anything in the scene? Yeah, exactly. We don't. We don't. Because there's a voiceover going on that we're talking in between. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It was it was rough. It's it's see it in theaters because you because if you see it in in the comfort of your own home, you could turn it off at any point, and you have to watch the whole. And thing you would never get through it. You would never get through it. Yeah. And just a warning, because I, I mentioned this in our last episode, and it's not a spoiler because it's just an article I read about the CGI on the kids. It is jarring. It's like, shitty like, as Big fuck. updates it's since we saw it. Like yeah, it's oh my god. The, kid with the glasses is the worst. Part. I was listening to the Shockwaves podcast. Yeah, uh, they're the people from Blumhouse, and they're like involved in horror stuff and things yeah. like that. Um, they brought it up, and two of them were like, "Oh my god, I had no idea." And I'm like, "How did you fucking not How tell did you not know? that their like faces were like?" It was like animated. Moving like, on their own. It was yeah. It was like animated faces. It was so. Yeah, it's so bizarre. stupid. And I I read this like the article that I read. I might have mentioned this one part, but I know when they filmed the first it, they had the kids speak in a higher voice. Okay. Yeah. To yeah. be younger, and now since you know three years have passed since they first filmed, the kids would speak in the higher voice, but their voices since then have deepened. So it was like an auto tuned voice. For especially the kid with the glasses. Oh my god, yeah, and there was like the a lot of did. AMR going on. Yeah, that was not cool. It was yeah. just, it was bad. Mm-hmm. Like every scene with the, with Cringy, the young kids, just cringeworthy. Every scene with the young kids, like they could have edited it out, and it would have made the movie a little better because mm-hmm. it was just like so. Because you, you like you could not, I couldn't even tell you what any of those scenes happened, like what happened or what they said. Because I was so distracted. Because I was so distracted yeah. by their faces and Agreed. the voices, especially the like the kid with the glasses. Yeah, the, the kid with the glasses. He was he, for me. It was the redhead kid, the one who does the. Uh, like the one who's made fun of her being fat and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. He his was just like bad. so bad. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, I will have to say a really interesting thing about the movie though is they 
uh, keep a really interesting controversial uh, scene from the book in the beginning of yes. the book where it, a hate crime happens against some gays. Yeah. Um, in the book, it's just some guy or like two gays coming home. or I think it's just one guy coming out of a gay bar who is then thrown over. No, I think it's not one guy. I think it's two guys and they're like coming out of a gay bar and then they get attacked and one of them gets thrown over the um, uh, thrown over a bridge into the water and then like his body gets picked up by a clown. It, I think like a it, like a, a hand just reaches out of like a sewer, not a sewer drain, but just like a big sewer opening. Yeah, and it the, just the pulls it him in and eats him. Seen. I forget exactly. I'm mixing the two because they're a little bit different, but they're much alike. So they they keep that in. I was like, I was like a little bit triggered. Yeah, I like my heart rate went up faster. Oh yeah, I like than it has in a long time. I like teared up because it. Yeah, was. I was like, I am scared right now. Like, and that was the, it gave me such high hopes for the rest of the movie. Yeah, but then it just went downhill from there. Yeah, and people don't like that it's in it. I like that it's in it because it was written that way, and that's how the book was. And uh, Stephen King has defended himself a lot. Um, in that way being like, Hey, like that's real. And it happens. And I put it in there and I wanted it to be jarring and grab your attention. Yeah. And like it, it sort of, ser- it serves a purpose how like, uh, when uh, Pennywise or when it comes back or like comes out of his slumber, violence increases in the town yeah. and shit like that. And I appreciate it. I mean, there's a lot of the worst of the use faggot and they yell faggot and the, uh, movie at the beginning a lot. Yeah. And that was very jarring. So if like, you can't handle that, like don't go. But I, I mean, I, I appreciated the fact that it was not erased. Yeah, and, and like, thrown like, away. Tyler and I talked about it after the movie, and um, you know, like it would have been worse if they left it out. Like if they just scratched out all the gay stuff, and just made it like a classic Hollywood movie where gays don't exist. Yeah. Or like imagine if they made the couple straight. Like they could have done that. Yeah. And like ten years ago, they would have done that. Oh, totally. And so it's like it is, you know. It, like I, I think they I like the yeah. I, they should have added movie and it's and yeah that. the part where Pennywise does sort of troll him for being gay yeah and says like I know your dirty secret and then the dirty secret that could like have been way he that could have been treated a little bit better but yeah. I don't think it's as bad as people are amping it up online and Twitter and I think it's but because that's Twitter's fucking job is to be a cesspool of emotions yeah <laughs> and I think because you said that last week because we were both talked about how we were interested to see how cringy it was yeah. i expected it to be a lot worse. oh my god it was like oh okay i guess i could see how somebody like wanted a bitch on twitter yeah exactly where yeah. i was like well i was like yeah i was like just pennywise that he could have done a different line delivery but it was just the editing yeah. person who decided on that exact shot no agree in that line delivery but yeah i, I was expecting it to be much worse yeah because I expected him to be like, like, ooh, you gays. Yeah, like shit. Yeah, I expected it to be shit like that. Yeah, but yeah. instead he's like, I know you're dirty. Secret. And he has a positive, like, spoilers a little bit. Um, he has a positive ending. Um, it, there was a little bit of focus where it was like the gay and the woman. There's a, there's like a sequence where um, this is a little spoilery. We're getting spoilery. So if you don't want to listen, like, fuck off, okay? Just skip ahead. It's a <laughs> shitty movie. We're not spoiling much. Um, so there <laughs> is a there's a, a part where all the all the adults come back. Yeah. And they're like, hey, like we're back. And then they all go off on their own to get a totem so they can do the ritual of Chud. Yeah. Um, which is handled very differently in this uh, movie. And I was really excited for them to just get cosmic 
like crazy as fuck, but they didn't. But mm. it's okay because it would have just been really crazy. Yeah, it's hard they, to translate some stuff like that to film. Uh, oh, agreed. And it's even weird in the book. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, it's hard to translate. <laughs> You're it's like, like, we're talking to an ancient turtle? What? Yeah, it's like anytime try- <laughs> someone tries to translate like anything that involves like Native American spookiness. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It, like, we just can't do it. We're white. We're okay? white. We can't do it. <laughs> So so yeah, there's a sequence where all they go like from the all the all the like five or six main characters, however however many there are, and they literally like do the girl, and the girl's like, okay, I'm gonna deal with it, and it is showing me that like my straight white you know father abused me sexually and physically, yeah. and it's like fuck, goddamn it, now I have to deal with that, and it's just her dealing with that trauma from somebody else. And then it goes to the uh, it goes to uh, Bill Hader's character uh, and. Richie. Uh, Richie yeah. and he's like dealing with being gay and like the oppression that comes from like the straight white you know or the straight patriarchy um, and then it goes to uh, the X-Men dude or like Xavier actor I forget his name yeah, like Billy in it or something yeah Billy yeah, like the, off the top of my head I forget his name right now um, but then it goes to him and like for the first half of his whole sequence, it's like him walking down main street and then he gets a bike yeah. and then he's driving, riding his bike and it's all positive. Yeah, it's like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, wait, did somebody like not see this when they edited this together? Cause we just like went over like trauma, the, trauma, like trauma, trauma from a woman, an overlooked woman, abused woman. And then like a gay guy that's received trauma from like outside sources yeah. and it's them dealing with so- that trauma that they didn't cause and then it goes to the straight white male and he's just like la, half la, of his la. sequence is like la 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 i yeah. can do whatever i want because i'm a straight white male and then the half part of it is negative and scary like because pennywise is you know giving him trauma for like an accident that he did when he was little but yeah. it was like an accident that he caused yeah <laughs> so yeah it's it, just super funny yeah it's just very yeah i mean i'm like being very like i'm looking for I'm look, you know, I don't think it's really that bad, but it was just funny to be like, did somebody not see this when they edited this together? Yeah, like, it's definitely yeah. not as bad as what Twitter's making it out to seem. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, definitely. Oh like, my god, yeah. Yeah, I was expecting the most like homophobic shit <laughs> to like cross our screens <laughs> Literally. in like five years, but all it really it was just you can look for it, like you can look for stuff. In yeah, it. I was expecting just be like it's Adam and Eve, not Adam. And, you know, like, yeah, like yeah, this, exactly. The cringiest shit, but it's not. It's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Just go see it in theaters, only because you will turn it off if you watch it. If you have the power to turn You're it like, off, this is you stupid. Will. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna do work. Because <laughs> because it's it's not that scary. It's just, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's fine. Other than that, I worked all week. We just worked a bunch. Yes. What did I do? Went to game night. Game night was fun. Yeah, I don't think I did anything else like super intense. Yeah, it's because we recorded only a few days be- ago, so it's like we only had like four days to cover. <laughs> oh, you're right. Correct. So I'm yes. like, oh yeah, we didn't really because we already talked about last weekend. So I'm like, we just worked and watched it. Oh yeah. So I guess next time we'll. I think actually next time we're gonna do it on Sunday, so we'll have two weekends to talk about. Oh yeah, we will. Yeah. And we uh-huh. we're gonna play like Man of Medan. Yes. Oh, yeah. So we're going to go play Man and Medan tomorrow. Super excited about that. Um, And then we have our final football game, our kickball game. That's going to be super fun, too. And then work, 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 work. Work, 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 So anyways. How's your sex life? Bye, guys. See you next week. Stay spooky.